We want to welcome everyone back to BMB Presents the Black Media Podcast. And we have another 2B original for you all tonight. And before we get into all that, we want to make sure that we get everyone introduced. And my name is Ben, and to my right. Hey, hey, y'all, it's your girl, Nada. Welcome back to my right. Who we got? Hey, y'all, it's your girl, Betty, 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 y'all. What up, though? What up, what up? And tonight, uh, we're going to review A Good Man, and it stars Kamal Smith. It's about a man's attempt at a new relationship, but he begins to see signs of what happened in his old relationships and completely spirals, spirals out of control. Uh, with this particular movie, it has, of course, Kamal Smith, and he is playing a character by the name of Ethan Carter. And then we have a young lady by the name of Ebony Tate, who's playing, playing Ariana. And a gentleman by the name of King Wesley, and he's playing Chaos. So see, these are just three of the main characters. And some of the other characters that we've seen in other movies, we have Micah Bivings. is playing Mimi. Shelby Lee is playing Ethan's ex-wife. Uh, Robert Q. Jackson is playing Matt, which is Ethan's business partner. And then we have Cho Scott is playing Chaos's wife. And the first question is, who picked this one? I believe I did. Go ahead and raise my hand. Okay, and I why did you pick one. this one? Or, um, I was on the uh, the books of the face, gave Kamal a shout out saying that he did such a good job, and then they tagged the movie. So I was like, huh, we like Tubi movies, we review, review Tubi movies, let's add it to the list, and here we are. So we watched oh. it. All right, we're loving it, yeah. So I guess we keep it going with Nada since she picked it. How was sight and sound? Um, sight and sound was on point. I uh, don't have any complaints there. I was able to hear everybody clearly. It didn't sound like there was any voiceovers or distortion or anything. Visuals were good. Nothing really stands out as far as anything that went wrong on audio and visuals. So yeah, I think it was pretty good. Betty, sight and sound for you? I think the sight and sound was, you know, what we expect. Good job. There was one scene that transition for me and I I was like how did that happen so it was like at the end when they were like going through the commotion and Kamal Ethan's character when he first got shot or stabbed or whatever he got it was like he immediately had that arm bandaged up I'm like where the hell that arm get bandaged up like when did you take time to bandage up that arm so I was like yeah I was like uh (laughs) that was uh not how that was supposed to happen, but that was the only thing that I noticed that didn't kind of flow for me. Because it was it was almost like, how long were you coming up the stairs or how long were you <laughs> down there by yourself before this next scene kicked in and you had time to, to do this whole bandage? Yeah, I, was I, like, I remember wait. that. Yeah. I was just like, like, it was just like they flipped the scene. The next thing I know, he was bandaged up. I'm like, when, when y'all do that? Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever. But that was the only thing that I noticed. Um, that was noticeable for me in this movie. So I think they did a good job with that. Okay, Sight and Sound was good for me as well. Especially, uh, I think you explained it either last week or the week before last that no matter what you do, Tubi is not going to exceed 720. With that understanding, I would give Sight and Sound a thumbs up. How did you all like the storyline? We'll start with Nada. Storyline was good. I will say it was a bit predictable. Mm-hmm. You know, because we've done these Tubi movies, you know, time and time again. There's always that s- some sort of love triangle or whatever. Uh, you know, she had a I love was, triangle. 
<laughs> I will say after she had the conversation with her mom, I thought that maybe, you know, the advice that her mother gave her fell on listening ears, but we know from the next scene over that wasn't so much the case. So Cause what did she say? Fuck that. And then we're right into the bullshit. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> but let me just let me just say something about the mom real quick. She didn't look old enough to be a mom or be her mom. Did y'all get that? Did y'all get that vibe? Give her a They should have probably <laughs> given her like some gray hair or a wig or something or, you know, but it was more like an older sister to older sister to younger sister type vibe that I got from them. I can see what you're saying there. Like now to say it, I think we kind of seen it before. There was many times throughout the movie I was like, Ethan, if you don't kill her, like she got to go, <laughs> you know, her be like this person, like. You getting everything that you could want. I mean, and, everything. And then, and then you just throw it away for something that you know wasn't even worth it. And I did you even know this man's real name? Now that we think about it, because why did you think that it was okay, just yeah. so many? Yeah, it was just so many things happening with that. Um, yeah. And, some, and somewhat, I believe that this could not even be possible for somebody to even be this jaded you're talking about on, on his part or her part on her part gotcha. like how how damaged do you have to be to have this mentality to even do that i don't know like she was so let's just talk about her for a second because she was just like from the get-go she was just so ungrateful for everything that he tried to do from her even before he was trying to like date her you know what i mean just in, in the beginning scene where he was trying to just pay for her um because her car kept declining like she was just so nasty and rude let me do this for you now let me give you all the background for all the listeners so kamal smith plays ethan carter and his wife just kind of give you a backstory on that ethan's wife cheats on him and he starts looking for a new relationship Uh, they were married for like six years and they split he tries to go to therapy but he gets clowned by his business partner and who suggests that he needs to start drinking and get out here in these streets he runs to a restaurant called Hibachi Go to get something to eat. That's when Ariana, uh, her card is declined. And this is what Nala's talking about. It declined a few times. And then Kamal Smith's character, Ethan, offers to pay for the meal. She's on her whole hood rat. I can do all things by myself. He said, apparently you can't pay for this meal. He pays for the meal. And they start f- forming a date and friendship from that point. That's what Nada was talking about. Go ahead, Nod. I just want to give our listeners like a brief background of where, where it was coming yeah, I from. I jumped the gun. I just went straight into it. No, you good. My bad, y'all. <laughs> but yeah, like Betty said, that's what happened and whatnot. And during that whole process, she was just very, very, you know, disrespectful and rude and, and ungrateful. I, I kind of hate to say it, but he kind of did it to himself because she showed her true colors in the beginning of who the hell she was. And, you know, he mm. was just... I think. Good. I think it was almost like his ego. He was a glad for punishment. A teachable yeah. moment, Nana. <laughs> yeah, I think I think his ego got the best of him because he knew they, how successful and stuff he was, and you know, um, he had money, he had real estate and stuff like that. So he kind of figured, like, girl, you need me. It was kind of like, you know, I could change your life type attitude. And sure enough, she changed. <laughs> I think sometimes men thrive off of like projects, like women that they think that they could. Uh, build or heal or um save rescue right i guess it's like a you know captain save him i I feel like that's what he was trying to be for her i think it happens a lot but i wish it would happen to me 
Like somebody <laughs> save me. <laughs> Well, you Please. need to go to Hibachi Go, which is apparently uh, every, in the D somewhere. Every week. Every week. <laughs> I love this with Betty. I listen to the podcast, y'all. Why ain't y'all stop me? And then look. But no, I just want to... Like, don't get me wrong. I don't need no saving. But I think that, you know, like, why don't this stuff happen to me? You, what you're trying to say is that when you at the grocery store and you got a cart full of food, why don't no man come out of nowhere and be like, I got you. Give me your number. Let's go eat later. Because this is what they be having you think is happening with these <laughs> yeah, movies. Like, it's not happening. They will have you think that I'm in the Starbucks line and somebody like, oh, let me pay for your uh, oak milk shake and espresso, 775. And I'll be like, okay, thank you. Let's exchange numbers. And that has never happened to me one time. So yeah, I keep just hope don't... alive. <sighs> keep on going to coffee shops. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna kind of recap what Nada said and just kind of put it in lamest term. Even in her most broken state, it wasn't nothing this nigga could do for her. No. <laughs> that's I mean, that's kind of what I took from it. Even in, in the restaurant, your car is declining. And with all this money that he had, nigga, you still couldn't do nothing for her. And just kind of she tried to bust into that Chris Brownie's hoes ain't loyal. And you was the main <laughs> one. Right. There you go. And kind of recapping what Betty said, when we talk about dating within your range, he was way out of range dating dating her. She didn't know nothing about nothing. If you at a restaurant and your car declines and somebody offers to pay for you. And you like, hell no. Sir, ma'am, good day. Get your broke ass out of line so we can order our food and proceed to doing what we gotta do. What he should have left it there. For a fraud alert? That's <laughs> why different. Why she That's be different because you'll get that text message and be like, hold on. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, I, I, I just I, yeah, think, I agree. Uh, yeah, that, that, it was so much. Let's we're gonna blow through these questions, then we're gonna get into what Facebook was talking about, which really prompted us to really get into this movie. Uh, do you all think that it was... Do we think it was rushed, or was it on pace properly? Not a, I know that show... Could they well, could, not to be like, cut an hour, 14 minutes off this movie. Yep, yep. <laughs> Just get straight to the point there. I would say that this one was properly paced. I will say that the last scene, um, I think, I think that was a little bit longer than what it needed to be. There was a lot of back and forth, mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, um Tyler Perry ish ish. Yeah, Tyler, it was yeah. Um I think that that I think that segment could have been cut down more because about five minutes into it, okay, we, we know what's about to happen. Let's let's get to it. You know what I mean? So um outside of that, I think I think everything else was like it was it was well well time is that the right word no not really that's what you're saying properly? Say. yes there you go thank you betty so i'm gonna be not a for today uh-huh. and i'm gonna say that um they could have cut off some of the time with the cheating like she was doing a lot and we did not need 45 minutes of her going back <laughs> and forth with the cheating to figure out like what was going on. I think they were trying to give us a pretty compact or not compact because it was not compact. They were trying to give us a pretty thorough picture of Ari's disrespect. Yes. But it lasted a lot long. Even the scene where he caught her cheating. I'm like, how that was longer yes, do we have to take this? Because sister was definitely getting her moaning on. I'm like, okay, this is getting to like <laughs> damn girl. 
Just a bit much. Yeah. So the movie oh, yeah. was an hour thirty six minutes altogether. So we could have cut fifteen off these sex scenes and implied that yeah. they was getting it in. Okay. Yeah. I just love a good implication of sex. <laughs> like, why can we just not fade to the next scene? Mm-hmm. Why do we always got to see all the extra graphics? Two other people who watch this, or just our listeners who watch Tubi movies, Tubi does not do implied sex. You gonna get about mm-hmm. as close to a rated X. <laughs> rating without tipping off. <laughs> they be on mm-hmm. that border sometime. I'd be looking like, damn, should I even... I won't. Right. <laughs> like, let me close my shades before I watch it. <laughs> oh, somebody see me I like... Because I definitely be closing the shades, baby. Like, 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 my neighbor's no, wife is like, but, what is she watching over there? <laughs> but seriously, for it to be... I mean, okay, let's just, let's just do this. Because I know that we are in these platforms where people do this all the time. Mm-hmm. So, these are not except with the exception of Tubi original movies, mm-hmm. these movies are movies that have been produced independently and have been released on different streaming platforms such as Tubi. So they're not actual Tubi movies unless they're a Tubi original. Right. That's a good so, point. Good point. Good point. I don't, I think sometimes, you know, that's a joke, um, you know, Tubi actors, Tubi this, Tubi that, but it's not really that. You know, it's just independent films that have been released on different streaming plat- platforms, and one of yeah, them cool. happens to be Tubi. Okay. Correct. So, with that being said, a lot of the independent films that we have been watching, Kamal Smith, Joe Smith, Homestead, uh, what's the other one that we watched? You call. A lot of the, you call like a lot of these Dennis films. Reed. Yeah, Dennis Reed. A lot of these films have a lot of sex scenes. Which I I think I'm not an expert, you know. I'm just a critic here, just telling what I feel when I'm watching movies. But I feel like for the amount of nudity or graphics in the sex scenes, like they should be demanding more money. Uh, like this stuff you have to pay for on Stars or something that you have to pay for on um the level of whatever. sex scene that they're doing. Yeah, and I'm not You're saying right, that right. they're not. I'm not saying that you know the directors or whoever's putting the movies together aren't getting paid you know handsomely because I, I did see somebody say that they shop their show or movie two stars and they end up putting it on Tubi because they get presented them a better offer or something like that I don't know mm-hmm. but I just feel like I feel like they're giving away a lot and the platform is not deserving if I should say of the content that they are putting out there if that makes sense because resources are not plentiful you wouldn't mm-hmm. want to waste your time on certain things like elongated sex scenes when you can just cut cut time and say apply. Because, you know, it costs money to shoot films per day. So if you got to do a shoot and a reshoot, they say, hey, instead of spending 15, 20 minutes on this sex scene where you got every angle of titty, breast, thigh, butt cheek, let's imply that they had sex and focus other places where we can step our graphics up like, why do you have a bandage on? And you walking down the stairs. Why is the sound quality not where it could be? We and we're not. We just talk about the independent films. But also, what does that do for a bargaining chip? If I and if I do an independent film and I bear breasts as a woman, and now I have the opportunity to let's say do a a major studio film, do I still have bargaining power uh, in that? In in to say, well, if I if you want me to do a, a nude scene, I'm gonna need xyz more and they could be like well do they come back and be like well we already got you on the independent circuit doing new and we're not going to match it so i think it becomes a little bit tricky when future negotiations if you plan to you know evolve into other bigger projects or big budgeted projects i should say 
agree. I, I, I definitely agree with that. Even as a grown man, I'd be like, God damn, this should have been on Pornhub. Like, you That's are what too I'm strong saying. Like, it's, from being on Pornhub. Like, some of it is, and then don't too even, explicit. don't even, so you know, I have a friend that's, um, you know, he does a lot of independent films within, mm-hmm. um, you know, these um, production companies. So a lot of times uh, we're finding out that the sex scenes are not real and they, they put a lot of work into making it look real and it's not real. Oh, okay. But, it's a lot um, of work to make it look real. Because at one time, I was like, is. I think this that's is what happening. I'm saying. It, it, and that's, what I, that's the point that I'm trying to make. Like, it, it's a lot to put so into they can it. To, spend it to, elsewhere, is what you're saying. Spend your time yeah. elsewhere. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Well, I, I think I'll get the same. I will get the same result from the movie if y'all cut that sex scene out. Like, it, it, does, right. it doesn't add anything to the storyline for me. I mean, maybe it's added value. Maybe that's the intent. Maybe it's, maybe, actually, maybe that's what gets people to watch it. You know, maybe that is it. You know, just not, I'm just not one of those people who watches it for that. But maybe that does help them up their viewership. That's a good point, too. No, that's a good point. I guess our next question, let's kind of, we, we'll talk about this one. What was your most memorable scene? Then we'll go to a, a, a deeper discussion. What was your all's most memorable scene? <laughs> it's kind of sad. I feel bad. <laughs> so the, 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 the part where he was walking up the steps um, when no girl was in there. Passed out know. with that slow uh, wall. Yeah, wall. but I feel bad because like he was just looking, like they, they really paint the picture on that scene, y'all. We always talk about how what they could have trimmed down. I think that part could have been trimmed out, but it was so long. It was so but long. In the, same, in the same turn, he really, you know, was invested into his character in that scene and really tried to express how heartbroken he was hearing those sounds and just knowing what was going on the other side of that door but the, I think it's not funny but at the same time it was funny to me because I have a dark humor at <laughs> and then he go, and then he go when like, he opened the door <laughs> when, when he opened the door like it, it was just like his face was like oh lord because like See? he looked so quick and then he just started shaking his head and he closed the door real quick like oh lord <laughs> and see to play devil's advocate you need to see her getting her guts banged out so you can understand the emotion <laughs> yeah but that I think that was the most memorable. I mean there was other ones but that's the one that just really stands out the most to me this is kind of something what I was talking about when I talked about uh, we talked about sight and sound but it was the part where they were like I don't even know what it's called. Maybe I should know what it's called. But it was the part where they were like showing like the clips of them together and how their relationship was progressing. And they were oh, like yeah. battle water and they were doing this. And it, But they kept going back and forth. So they would cut to that and then they would cut to something else and then they would go back to those scenes. Just and so, I was yeah. just like, I see what y'all trying to do here. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. That was not uh, that wasn't working for me. So that was something that that stuck in my head. And then of course the whole uh, part where he like started researching how to get rid of or how to get rid of human bodies or something. I'm right. like, bro, you are so smart. To you dumb. Like this is what you googling. Right, right. You gonna kill these people and then Google it. Google it. So they can trace it right. <laughs> so back to your phone. Like so much for your digital footprint, sir. Uh... <laughs> I would say my most memorable part is like when he actually goes batshit crazy. I always have a hard time with this. Like when they go crazy, I'd be like, is it regular crazy or is this 
bad acting crazy. Like I always just right. have a hard time. But I feel like this nigga snapped. Like the reason why he had this therapist all this time is because to prevent him from doing this. <laughs> so he was crazy as hell and possibly gonna be crazy as hell with this next woman. I just really I really it's 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 hard for me, but he definitely was playing crazy as hell. All right. Now let's Not get into Eric the... Mena crazy as hell, but Mm-hmm. let's get into the goodies of it this uh particular movie and especially in like facebook groups has had a lot of back and forth and it was also it was pretty much centered around uh the female character and let's kind of delve into that a little bit do you all think uh that she had been hurt so many times that she don't know how to love in a still a little wayne verse <laughs> Or was she just a straight out hood rat that don't know nothing about nothing? Because that was kind of pretty much a discussion. Ooh, I wouldn't say that she's a straight hood rat, you know, but I think it's a combination of both. Like, Mm -hmm. she clearly didn't learn from any of her previous experiences and she kind of stereotyped the next dude, not necessarily um, giving him a chance. But at the same time, I get it because she's obviously been hurt prior. So her guard is up. But there's a difference between having your guard up and just being flat out disrespectful. And I think mm-hmm. in a lot of the scenes in the beginning, well, obviously throughout the whole movie, but more so towards the beginning, she was just flat out disrespectful and just rude. Um, you can turn somebody down without being so nasty or being a straight up bitch. And right. um, he was, a, I, I would say he was a good man for still trying to pursue her because a lot of dudes would be like, bitch, fuck you, and, you know, walk out the door. And they would have uh-huh. said that verbatim. Verbatim, exactly. <laughs> Especially in Detroit. Yeah, so, you know, um, I see what you're saying, Benny, but in her case, I think it, she I think she just had a really shitty attitude. I think that was an interesting perspective, but, like, watching the movie, and sometimes this is what we got to do. We got to watch the movie and use the information that is given to us in the movie. Mm-hmm. Don't try to draw an inference other than, you know, the clues that they provide to us in the movie. And in this movie, I don't remember her having that conversation. Like I know that she was with her ex and he just wasn't a good guy, but they never alluded to the fact that she had, I don't remember, even when she talked to her mom, if they had like a conversation about her constantly being hurt, it just was that she chose the wrong men and she was in love with a certain lifestyle. So I can see people saying that, but she, like Nada said, she just seemed to be very rude. And uh, I don't know if I want to use the word hood rat, but she was just very rude and um, very difficult to talk to, you know? So I don't think, I don't think that her past, it could have been, but I don't think that that was something I thought about watching the movie. From just kind of going back to some of those group comments, well, we don't want to. I agree, but that's hood rat may be a, a bad term. We don't want to upset the hood rat yes, community. Yes, Benny, do not <laughs> be upsetting <laughs> the, the hood rat community. Uh, one thing somebody had commented that this is an exaggerated form of the bitter black woman. That's a stretch. That's what you know. That's what one of the. I don't the think comments. that's. I don't think that that's what was happening. I just think no. that she just was. Her personality was who she was. Mm-hmm. Because she never alluded to the fact of anything where 
she had a reason to be bitter or anything except for like at the end when they brought the wife in but she didn't know anything about that um and the reason why she left her ex is because he went to jail i don't i don't i don't think so i don't i'm not going to agree with that i think okay. that i think that played a part in it too with how she how defensive she was because she was so into this dude uh what was it what was what was the guy's name that chaos was chaos yeah she was just so into chaos that regardless to who tried to approach her you know what i'm saying like she was just so far up his ass that everybody else she just kind of you know pushed away because or compared to him yeah because that's what she was used to yeah so she you know she just didn't want to give anybody else any time because she was still in you know in in love with him i guess right uh but to, to go to the comments you know that we see on social media i think sometimes people be trying to paint a narrative of their experiences and right. try to make it seem you know what's happening in the movie and that's how we get all these wild ass scenarios uh, <laughs> you know obviously of what we're talking about now and, and you just be like where the hell did this come from <laughs> like, it's like, like this nothing. is not your life this is just a movie <laughs> that somebody wrote a story about and we're supposed to watch and be entertained this is not therapy <laughs> and i think sometimes people be trying to you know find therapy in some of these movies <laughs> Tubi is definitely not where you should be going not for, it. For that. <laughs> not it would you have like paid to go to the movies to see this on a saturday uh should have been on like one of those paid streaming services or just free where it is I would see it. Um, I would see it at a matinee. Okay, That's I agree. High mark coming from Nada. Okay, of course we have better picture quality, but we've seen the same kind <laughs> of um, storyline being told by other uh, Hollywood actors. Mm-hmm. You know that we've paid to go see, so I, I wouldn't have a problem with paying to see it. Good point. Well, let's do this. We're gonna take a brief break, and when we come back, we're gonna be in this wrap. And we are back, and we are in the rabbit hole section of the show. And something that uh, popped up that I've been watching, but I forget, we we really haven't had a lot of conversation about it. But TLC, which is known for bringing out ratchet television (laughs) and kind of masking it as like a reality show or documentary style filming, they have a show called Seeking Brother Husband. Uh, And of course, it's just kind of the opposite of Seeking Sister Wives. And of course, Seeking Sister Wives has multiple season, multiple seasons, and this is the first season of Seeking Brother Husband. And for some reason, this is about a woman who has multiple mates as her husband, hence Seeking Brother Husband. And this has kicked up, up all type of controversy, upsetness, disrespect that we don't see when it comes to Seeking Sister Wives. So I just want to know, what are you all overall thoughts about uh, the women seeking multiple husbands and just to kind of give you all an understanding it's not about sex and threesomes and throuples and all that this is really certified relationship go ahead betty i see you guys up go ahead so you know how i feel about this (laughs) tread lightly betty (laughs) (laughs) so i like the concept from a group economic standpoint for successful people for incomes living a whole great life or whatever. I like the idea of independent relationships with people, husband, wife, 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 whatever, whatever they got going on. As soon as I realized that everybody ain't hunching, she ain't hunching everybody all the time. I I can be okay with that. But if you think I'm about to be rolling from room to room, baby, I'm not doing any of that. I can't 
the idea of trying to do all that all the time is just too much for my 42, almost 42 year old brain to conceive the concept of. Because, you know, I was all about being a half a wife. <laughs> <laughs> that was two that seasons is, ago we watched the show. Two seasons ago when was, I was trying to sign up for Seeking Sister Wives, somebody helped me. You're right. I was going to say, I think the biggest criticism is coming from a young lady by the name of Kenya. Uh, she is black and she's married to a gentleman by the name of Carl and a younger, another guy by the name of Tiger. So these shows always tend to tip differently when it's African-Americans, black Americans participate in polyamorous polygamy style of living. As uh, long as it's white people, nobody really says never soon as it was the one season where the black guy had like five white, five white women as wives. All of a sudden, it was an outrage. Now we have Kenya has two black husbands, and as she's been in the process of seeking to add someone else, and I want to say it's another young lady uh, by the name of Shara. She's a black lady and has two uh, husbands currently, and she's currently looking to add someone on and have a baby. Why is it that it's so taboo within our community to have this type of conversation or have to even live this way? Because well, my question is this: How does it affect? your life right because even in kenya's situation she said before her and her husband she said they went for several years deciding that this is something that they would go ahead and do and they you know talked it out with their children because one of the things that you really have to be mindful of with whatever lifestyle that you live if you're bringing people into your home you really have to be mindful of your children overall well-being like you know even me like i don't bring people around my kids like that's like I have to protect my kids and unless I understand that you're going to be somebody who cares about my kids as much as I do I can't you know I can't put you in the space with my kids so they work that out with their kids and their kids are okay and they look to be successful with that why does it bother your mom why does it bother your dad like are they like, what are they doing? Are they involved in that? Like, are they going to help you sustain your marriage for the next 20 years? Are they going to come by and offer moral support? Like, I don't understand. Because one thing that we understand to be true as adults and who have kids is that our parents lived the life that they wanted to live before we got here and while we've been here. And our kids will do the exact same thing. So I don't understand what we're so worried about what other people got to think about it. Because what you're doing at your house do not have no effect on what's happening over here. Unless you send in a cash app or a Zelle payment to pay these bills. That's the only time. Nada, what's your thoughts on this whole seeking brother-wise? Being a married woman. And just know that Tito is watching. <laughs> Girl, I don't give a damn. Um, <laughs> and, but I, was, I will say, I don't think there's like a, there's a difference if it's if it's women seeking extra husbands or mm-hmm. or I should say multiple or men, but I will say that's a lot of damn work. One is a lot of damn work. That's all I'm saying. And to try to keep multiple ones happy or you know keep the lines of communication uh, open from one for one spouse, let alone two. And you all have to come into agreement. That's a that's a lot. That's a lot of compromising, mm-hmm. um, sacrifices. That circumstance. But you know, to each its own. I just feel like that's just extra stress that I don't need in my life. And I wish wished all those folks on those shows well. It Good definitely looked like a lot. 
Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Didn't you say Tyrese like, had something to say about the situation? Tyrese reposted a clip. Okay. Uh, and I don't know if it was already TikTok that somebody made or a reel or something. He reposted on Instagram and he was like, what the hell is going on in the world? What, you know, is this what we come to in the world? And a lot of people were firing off thousands of comments and, and support. And, you know, people had their Bible verses, mm-hmm. um, you know, one man, one woman, that whole thing. And, you know, people were going nuts in the comments about it. And I just really don't understand why it ruffles somebody's feathers. If a person is single and promiscuous, y'all got a problem with it. If they married and whatever they have in their marriage, y'all got a problem with it. If they (laughs) have multiple husbands, y'all got a problem with it. If somebody is engaged for 52 years, like they got a problem with, they got a problem with Oprah and Stedman. Like everybody got a problem with everybody's (laughs) stuff. Why is it bothering you? And that's, you know. You brought up a good point. People start quoting Bible scriptures. But if you don't live by the Bible, then technically those rules don't apply to you. It was a lady on the comments <laughs> who who had something to say. Every single comment she was going on there talking about God. I don't know as far as been in this rabbit hole, which led me down to some more stuff. Can somebody do a brief recap of what's going on between... Bambi and Scrappy and Erica and Mama D. Let me know because it, it it's been a lot of confusion <laughs> and, and I lost track. It's just the old nigga in me. I don't know how to read reposted tweets and quotes, so mm-hmm. I don't know who said what when first and what order am I supposed to be reading? <laughs> so I put together from at, what is it shade room? Okay. So apparently there was something that happened where Imani must have confided in Bambi about mm-hmm. some issues she had with her mom. And then I think there was some kind of way, some kind of police report that was filed against Erica and they found that there were no basis for anything in, in regards to her kid. At the same time, I think the sequence of events for this, I don't quite know. So at some point, Bambi recorded a conversation that she was having with Scrappy in regards to what Imani told her about her mom and Bambi posted that online. And then Imani did a live and people were asking her about Bambi and she was just basically saying, don't ask me nothing about that woman. That got turned into a big hoopla. Erica came and made another live just basically saying, you know, just telling Imani like to chill. You don't have to step in for this. You know, this is not something that you have to worry about dealing with basically saying that the grounds of whatever Bambi was trying to accuse her of are unfounded and then Mama D came on going off about Bambi (laughs) recording that conversation how great of a parent that Erica is how Erica always takes care of her kids and she's always with her kids if she's not working however Bambi is never with her kids and she has a Spanish-speaking nanny for her children so that was some of what Mama D had to say. Somebody asked Scrappy like about his wife and Scrappy said he don't got one. As they're going through their divorce, Bambi tried to post something on social media apologizing for okay. posting that conversation between she and Scrappy online. So all of that to say... That Love and Hip Hop will be coming back to MTV this coming May? <laughs> MTV sure or uh, Viacom, 
by way of VH1 or whatever. So that was the nutshell that I gathered from Shade Room and all the back and forth comments. I don't know what the order of operations was for said events, but that was a little bit of the gist of what's been happening there. So our viewers, our (laughs) listeners, if y'all got more insight, y'all can post it on the episode or post it on Facebook what you thought about it or what you gathered from this situation. All right. That's a lot. Cause I, I was wondering why I just popped up on my, my timeline one day on social media. Like, why is this even important? And, and what is really going on when everybody kept saying, because mama D was so calm for some reason, she came out as the superstar in this situation. Like, Oh my God, mama D has grown so much. The old mama D would have cussed everybody out. I was like, Oh, okay. But Imani's a grown, well, she's 18. So she she's, shouldn't be. She's 18, but she's definitely, legal but she's right. not grown technically grown. she's Technic- actually just went to prime a couple of days ago but i'm saying she's too grown to be caught up in all i can understand them arguing about little kids little babies but like mm-hmm. whatever's going on between scrappy eric and Amani, that's between them that that's an 18 year old child so before we get out of yeah. here we want to do send our condolences uh we did lose harry belafonte not only a great musician great actor but definitely a great civil rights uh leader and activist and that was definitely heartbreaking. They're kind of, you know, weird to have. Heartbreaking. Yeah, because we. The man was we, 96 years old. But we just talked about. It's heartbreaking that he had to live that long. <laughs> it yeah, was heartbreaking he... because him being a civil rights activist, and no one yes, from... has had that fervor that, from our generation that he has, who has an understanding of how to coexist with, with white folks and bringing on what they call allies. Because he was, you know, he brought on like Marlon Brando. They were all good friends, actors that grew up at the same okay. time, went okay, to the same school. You know, he lived a long life, 96 years yes. old. It's a shock because we continue to lose so many of those that kind of paved the way. Pioneers, you know? yeah. Before we get out of here, my name is Ben, and to my right. <laughs> you got your girl, Nada. And, and and who we got over here? What what knucklehead we got to the right? <laughs> it's your girl, Betty, 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 y'all, I'm out. We, we know. <laughs> We know you are. (laughs) See y'all next time. Take care. Peace.